Some of you just left the house and are trying to remember if you blew the candles out, the ones near the highly flammable Christmas tree that's getting drier by the minute. Uh-oh. Some of you are getting together with extended family members whose expectations are higher than Mount Kilimanjaro. Some of you barely made it to this service and within the last 60 minutes actually thought, maybe we should just skip it all together. So for all of us in here, I just want to remind you of what's really important. All that other stuff is important, but this one thing is way more important than anything else. So just breathe and take it in. She will give birth to a son, and you shall call him Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And the word became flesh and dwelled among us, and they shall call him Emmanuel, which means, which means God with us. Today in the city of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ. He is Christ. He is Christ the Lord. That's what's really important. So wherever you're at, whatever you're in the middle of, and whatever is coming next for you and your family, we invite you to set aside this time to focus on Christ the Lord. Just breathe. And allow yourself to view this world-changing event with awe and with wonder. After all, God is with us, not only in Bethlehem, but right here, right now. Good evening. Welcome to Christmas Eve at Seneca Community Church. I don't know who in the, uh, the congregation tonight needed to hear that, but probably quite a few of us. Just breathe. Hope is here because Jesus is here. And as we sing tonight, I hope that you'll also sing with joy because Jesus is here. So won't you stand as we sing a few familiar Christmas carols? Joy to the world.
again, it's good to have you with us this evening, and we're thankful that you're making your Christmas experience a part of this, and so we're thankful for that, thankful for those joining us online. Uh, just a little idea of what's going to go on tonight is we're going to sing some more, and then there's going to be a children's story down front, and if you feel comfortable having your child come down front, please do that. If not, that's fine. Uh, the, the storybook will be up on the screen. Um, also, after that, we'll have a little message as we continue on with our series, Hope is Here. And we'll be talking about hope for the forgotten. And then lastly, we'll sing Silent Night together. And as we sing Silent Night together, we'll have the traditional candle lighting service. And just a reminder, uh, the wax is almost as hot as the flame, so you want to be careful about that. If you didn't receive a candle on the way in, you can get them towards the back. Also, also be very mindful of, you know, your child lighting those candles and those kinds of things. That's up to you as a parent. So again, it's great to have you here this evening. Why don't we pray together? Grace, Heavenly Father, we just thank you that we can gather and celebrate the coming of our Savior, the King. Lord, we ask that we would take that deep breath. And some of us are just about up to our eyeballs with all that goes along with Christmas. And it's, it's hard to just be, just be so stressed out about it. So we ask that you'd help us to take a deep breath. And we pray that over the next 45 minutes, you'd relax us, we'd remember what Christmas is all about, and then we'd leave this place refreshed and uh, ready to go on and continue to celebrate with family and friends. We're thankful that we can be here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You just stand one more time. Change. 
And as Dave said, all of the pictures will be up on the screen, so no matter what age you are, you'll be able to see the pictures in the story. But if you would like to come down front and spread out, there is plenty of room. So if you would like to come, come right now, and we're going to get started in our story. Our story this year is called The Light Gift. Have a seat right down here so you can see the pictures, okay? You want to sit down there so you can see the pictures? Hi. Yeah, and if you're up here, you might not be able to see the pictures. You might want to move to the floor, but that's okay. All right, so what's our story called? The Light Gift. All right, let's get started. Hopefully you'll be able to see the pictures. Ready? Okay. So they're up on the screen. If you can't see them, I'll try to turn them here. Everybody ready? Okay. Leora knew it would be soon. Her mama said today was the day, the day that she'd go join her papa and sisters tending the sheep way up in the hills so that she would be there when it finally happened. It won't be long now till your very own sheep gives birth to a lamb, little love. Hurry to the hills so you'll be there when the little lamb comes. But on your way, Leora, I need you to pick up tools for papa, pick up swaddling cloth for the lambs, and pick up a lamp to light the night. So she had to remember three things, okay? Leora nodded, excited to make the hills in time. 
but she mustn't dawdle or she would miss the birth of her little lamb. So she whispered the list to herself again and again. And she hugged her mama and waved goodbye. God go with you, little love, mama waved back. Stay on the way and treat everyone as you would the coming king. Laura's going to remember that phrase. Okay, so you saw the pictures up there. I'm going to show them to you here. So what's the girl's name? Leora. And where is she going? She wants to go see her little lamb that's about to be born. All right, let's read on. Leora hadn't been walking along the way toward the hills for very long when she saw a donkey tangled in the brambles at the side of the road. Leora could see the brambles scratching at the donkey's back, vines tangling around the donkey's feet, barbs scraping the donkey's big, soft nose. Leora knew her little lamb would come soon. Wouldn't she miss it if she stopped to help the tangled donkey? But Leora knew her mama's words like a song in her heart. Stay on the way and treat everyone as you would the coming king. So Leora waded slowly into the brambles and carefully untangled the frightened donkey, soothing him gently. Careful, Donkey. Now stay still, okay? Okay, thank you. That's perfect. Okay. Leora led the tired donkey to a nearby house where she gave him some hay before she headed on the way. There's still time to see the coming little lamb, Leora murmured to herself, whispering the list again and again. Pick up tools for Papa, swaddling cloth for the lambs, and a lamp to light the night. Right? Okay. All right, so you can see the picture up there, but let me show you. When Leora arrived at the blacksmith shop to pick up the tools for Papa, she found the blacksmith grumbling his face redder than the flame of his forge. Drat! I've dropped my hammer behind the bench, the blacksmith muttered. Leora looked, and behind the bench she spied the lost hammer. She knew her little lamb would come soon. Wouldn't she miss it if she stopped to help the blacksmith? But Leora could hear that song in her heart from her mother. Stay on the way and treat everyone as you would the coming king. Right, good job. All right, you're going to sing that with me eventually. I can just know it. All right, so Leora crawled under the workbench, and she grabbed the hammer for the blacksmith, whose face lit up happier than the blaze of his forge. Quickly gathering the tools the blacksmith had made for her papa, Leora waved goodbye and went on the way, humming that little list to herself. Tools for papa, swaddling cloth for the lambs, and a lamp to light the night. All right, everybody saw the picture up on the screen? Or here it is, I'll show you right here. Next, uh-oh, Leora came to a farmer whose fruit cart had overturned. Ugh, there were dates and ditches, grapes and gorse bushes, and pomegranates and potholes. She knew her little lamb would come soon. Wouldn't she miss it if she stopped to help the farmer? But when Leora paused, she could hear that song in her heart. What is it? Stay on the way and treat everyone as you would the coming king. So Leora smiled and gathered all the farmer's fruit back into his cart. Then she waved goodbye to the farmer and went on her way, whispering that list. Let's see, tools for Papa, swaddling cloth for the lambs. That's right. And then a lamp to light the? Right, a lamp to light the night, the way, and maybe pick up my own little lamb. Well, when Leora was just outside the little town of Bethlehem, she came upon a well where a grandma was struggling to pull up a heavy water bucket of water. 
Splishing and splashing, the bucket swung and tipping, almost crashing. What do you think Leora's going to do? Probably help, that's right. Leora wanted to hurry. She wouldn't miss the birth of her little lamb, would she? But when she paused, she could hear that song. Stay on the way and treat everyone as you would the coming king. So Leora stopped, and she helped the grandma pull up her bucket of water. And the grandma held her jug while Leora poured, and then she gently patted Leora's cheek with tender thanks. Leora beamed and waved goodbye, and then she went on her way, whispering that list to herself. Tools for Papa, swaddling cloth for the lambs, and a lamp to light the night. Right, good job. Well, when Leora found her way through Bethlehem to pick up the cloth merchant, excuse me, to the cloth merchant where she would pick up the strips of swaddling cloth for the new little lambs, she found the merchant trying to cut wool for a blanket with broken scissors. Her hardworking fingers were too gnarled and stiff to fix them. The shop was dreadfully quiet. No, snip, clip, nip, snip, clip, nip. In the stillness, she could hear that song in her heart from her mother. Stay on the way and treat everyone as you would the coming king. All right, good job. So what's Leora going to do? She helped, that's right. So Leora used her small, nimble fingers to fix the scissors. And then she placed the scissors in the surprised merchant's hands, scooped up the strips of cloth, waved goodbye, and went on her way, whispering that list to herself. Tools for Papa, swaddling clothes for the lambs, and now I've got to get that lamp to light the night. I can easily pick up and hold my own little lamb. Around the corner, Leora slipped into the lamplighters to pick up a new clay lamp. Standing in front of the shelves, lined with the lamps flickering, Leora's eyes got big. She felt her heart grow warm with wonder. She remembered how her mama always told her that people who shine aren't bigger or smarter or faster. People who shine are ones who are looking for the light along the way. After Leora had tucked the lamp into her bag, she ran as fast as she could as her little legs would carry her all the way to the tower of Migdal Eater, where all this year's Passover lambs were going to be born. And in a little nook at the foot of the tower, she tucked the strips of swaddling cloth just where Papa had told her to. The other shepherds would find them there. And then she was off to the hills to find her Papa and her sisters and her own sheep before it gave birth to a little lamb. Do you think she makes it? Let's see. Let's find out what happens next. <gasps> Leora was fast. She ran faster. Her papa, the new baby lamb, she called anxiously. Did I miss it, papa? Oh, little love, your lamb has already come. Papa kissed Leora's forehead, and Leora's shoulder slumped. But when her papa asked what had taken so long, she smiled. Well, I didn't want to miss my little lamb, but my heart remembered mama's words. Stay on the way. And treat everyone as you would the coming king. And as her papa tenderly placed her little lamb into Leora's arms, she told him all about the donkey, the blacksmith, the farmer, the grandma, the merchant, the lamplighter, and the rest of her very busy day. As the day faded into night, all the shepherds went to sleep. Leora curled up with her little lamb and prayed, I tried to stay on the way today, Lord. Even though I missed the birth of my little lamb, please don't let me miss the coming king. Leora and her little lamb were just drifting off to sleep under a blanket of stars when, what do you think happens next?
was going to come. Right. Suddenly, a brilliant light split the sky, and the angel of the Lord filled the whole sky. And the dazzling glory of the Lord shone all around the shepherds, and they were in awe. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. That's right. And then, like a huge heavenly host rising all across the horizon, glorious angels praised God, singing, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill to all men. After the angels had disappeared and the stars were left blinking in awe, Leanne turned to her papa. The only manger nearby is the Tower of Migdal Eater where baby lambs are born, right, Papa? Her papa nodded, and they ran down the hill to Migdal Eater to see the miraculous things that the angels had sung about. What do you think they're going to find? So when Leora and her family arrived at Migdal Eater, a very different-looking stable from what we might think of in Bethlehem, they looked into a cave, and at the base of the tower, they saw with their own eyes, just as the angel had sung, a baby. The baby. The baby king wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Look how dark it is. There's that little window up high, so they barely could see what's happening. Hmm. What do you think happens next? Leora was filled with wonder at the baby laying in the manger. But in the inky darkness, she could barely see the little bundle at the feed trough, lit by the starlight streaming faintly from that window above. Amidst the quiet of rustling sheep, Leora could hear it. She heard that song in her heart. Stay on the way and treat everyone as you would the coming king. That's right. And suddenly, Leora knew what the dark cave needed. What does it need? Right. Leora rummaged around in her bag till she felt it. She felt the lamp, the lamp that she passed up to light the night. She pulled it out, and she lit it with shaking hands. And as the lamp sputtered to life, light filled the stable. There was the donkey that she had rescued from the brambles and the hammer from the blacksmith's shop. Near the manger, Leora could see the dates, grapes, and pomegranates from the father and the jug of water from the grandmother at the well. And there in the manger was the wonder of it all, the baby king wrapped in the merchant's perfectly snipped cloth. Leora held the light higher, everything filled with light, everything she had given to everyone along the way had given light to this tiny family. Everything done with love is how we welcome the coming king. And as Leora held her little lamb, she looked down into the eyes of the tiny baby king. What's that king's name? Jesus. That's right. And she knew that she hadn't missed the birth of the lamb after all. This story is called The Light Gift. And all of the things that Leora did, remember along the way? Stay on the way and treat everyone as you would the coming. Right. What were those things she was supposed to remember? Tools for Papa, cloth for the lamb, and a lamp to light the night. 
And you know what? When she got there and when she lit that light, let me get to that page one more time here, she could see that everybody had a part. Remember the donkey? The donkey had a part. The merchant had a part with swaddling cloths. Every person, every animal that was in this had a part. And you know what? We don't know exactly what the manger looked like, but Jesus really was born, and Jesus really is the light. And later on tonight, hey, boys, boys, can you help me out? Later on tonight, what are we going to do at the end of our service? We're going we're gonna to light the candles. And so when we sing Silent Night and when we light our candles, we're going to remember Jesus is the light. He has come to save his people. We are his people. And you know what? Do you remember that uh, maybe you don't, but the, somebody lights the candle and you get yours and then you take a turn and you kind of cast the light? It's the same thing. Just like Leora shared her light, we too can do that. That's right. And it doesn't have to be the light of a candle. It can be the light of kind words or kind deeds. So just like Leora, we can be the light gift. Thanks for coming and sharing the Christmas story. Merry Christmas to you all. Can you find your moms and dads? Do you know where your mom is? Well, everybody in that story could be easily forgotten, but most of us, because we know the characters of the story of the birth of Jesus, remember and see the significance of different people mentioned, but at first glance, they all could be forgotten, and uh, none of us like to be forgotten. None of us like to feel marginalized. None of us like to feel like nobody notices us when we're not there or nobody has invited us. No one likes to feel forgotten. Can you remember the last time you felt forgotten? Can you think of it? Some of you, it wasn't good. Some of it was okay. It was a mistake. Uh, but when you felt not valued or forgotten, uh, it can really um, kind of hurt you. It can really make you feel a little grieved inside when you're that way. Well, I remember the first time I can remember being forgotten, and I was maybe five or six years old, and my dad uh, brought me to church, and my mother was home with my brother, and my dad, uh, we went to church, and then all of a sudden, at the end of the service, I started to look for my dad, and he was gone, and so there I was on the front steps of the church, five or six years old. And uh, my dad is gone, and the pastor came out and said, Dave, what's wrong? And I was, I was crying because my dad had left me, he'd forgotten me. 
And so the pastor went into the church and called my uh, home, which was about 15 minutes away. And just about the time he was calling, and these were in the days where he only had one phone in the kitchen, she was in the phone, at the phone at the kitchen, looking out the window, and she saw my dad's car come in the driveway and then back right out. And then off he went. And so maybe 10 minutes later, my dad picked me up, and, uh, you know, I was forgotten. Some days I wonder, was that on purpose or not? But uh, he knew. He knew enough not to go into the house and see my mom. So being forgotten is not a great thing. Uh, none of us like to be forgotten. And the shepherds specifically were a kind of people that could easily be forgotten. The shepherds were valued when they were needed, but then when they weren't needed, they were marginalized. And so there was this view that they just weren't good enough and that nobody really wanted them around. They weren't the kind of person you wanted your daughter or son to marry. And so they were necessary, but they really were dirty. Unnecessary. You know, they just didn't like them unless they, they needed them. So when we start to look at forgotten, we can think of the shepherds, and sometimes you and I can identify with them because there have been times where we feel excluded or forgotten or not valued, and that can happen in all kinds of uh, different settings. But in Luke 2, 8, we read, And there were shepherds living in, out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their sheep. And again, this was a dirty job being a shepherd. Uh, it was necessary, and this reminds me of good old Mike Rowe. My name is Mike Rowe, and this is my job. I explore the country looking for people who aren't afraid to get dirty. How many hours in a day would you say you stand here throwing rocks through a porthole? Work 12-hour days, usually take 30 minutes long. Hard-working men and women who earn an honest living doing the kinds of jobs that make civilized life possible for the rest of us. Now, get ready to get dirty. And that's the way the shepherds felt. But I think those people we saw in their jobs got paid more than shepherds get paid. So they felt just, um, they felt unworthy. Uh, they just didn't feel that they, that they measured up. And a lot of them sometimes had to do things that were a little shady on the side to, to make it. Uh, they felt inadequate. And they were reminded time and time again that they didn't measure up. And sometimes you and I, no matter where we are, we can feel that we don't measure up. At work, there's someone else who always does it right, and we don't. Uh, sometimes at home, we can feel like we don't measure up. We feel that way, and we just feel inadequate. And for them, they felt unloved by society. Again, they felt used. Uh, there was, there was, they wanted sheep. They needed sheep. They needed the wool. They needed all those kinds of things, but they kind of wanted them on the sidelines. And sometimes you and I can be in this place where we feel like we're just unloved, uh, even when we're in a group like this, we can feel, wow, I'm around all these people, but I feel in love. Maybe we can feel that in our family, with our friends, wherever we're at, uh, we can feel that, and we can feel unwanted. And so what is so amazing about the Christmas story is the first people that it's announced to are shepherds. 
And that message of the Christmas story should resonate with all of us that it doesn't matter who we are, the good news, sometimes you hear the word the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is for everybody, no matter if you feel unworthy, inadequate, unloved, and maybe there are some reasons you feel unworthy, inadequate, or unloved. Whatever that may be, the good news of the gospel, the good news is that Jesus, that God loves us, and that little baby that was born in that manger is for all of us. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. They were in awe. We talked about this earlier in our series. We can either feel awful or awesome. And it all, my, it all depends on where we're focusing our awe. And when we focus our awe on God, that's awesome. When we focus our, our, our awe on other things, that becomes awful. So here these are. These shepherds are out there. Anytime they got news, it was usually bad news. Uh, so I don't know about you, but like any time I got called down to the principal's office, it was bad news. It was never good news. Anything I get in the mail from the IRS, sometimes, most of the time, it's bad news, right? You get a lot of news, and in this day in society and where we're living today, it seems like all the news is bad news. But tonight, the shepherds are going to get news that's good news, and that good news transcends the thousands of years to us when those angels gave that news, that, that news comes to us. And so we can say, wow, here is some news, here is some news, and it actually is good news, not bad news. Uh, the skit guys help us a little bit figure out what it was like maybe to be a shepherd. joy to all people the savior yes the messiah has been born this night in bethlehem the city of david and you will recognize him by this sign you will find the babe wrapped in strips of cloth lying in a manger a baby a manger
And so the shepherds left their flock and hurried to the village of Bethlehem. In society's eyes, shepherds should not be the first ones to greet the king of kings. But isn't that just like the creator of the universe? He uses lowly people to do amazing things for his glory. I hope you remember when you hear that word glory, it means God's power and God's presence. God's power in our lives and God's presence in our lives. And that's the good news, that it's possible to have God's presence and power in our lives. And I don't know what your background is, where you're coming from, who's tuning in online this evening, where their background is, whether you're convinced about Christ and the birth of that baby who would come and save us, or a little skeptical, or a lot skeptical. And wherever you're at, I would challenge you, just think, what if this is possible? Is it possible that God loved this world so much that he sent his son for us? And if it is possible, just a little possible, what does that mean for me? And for those of us who are convinced and, and, and stake our lives on the fact that it is possible, that it's real, that it secures our eternity into the next chapter of life, how does that make us feel that Jesus cares so much about the individual? And, uh, you know, the, the um, shepherds say, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And it transforms their life. So all through this series, and we wrap it up on Sunday, but all through this series, we've been talking about hope is here. And this moment, we're talking about hope is here for the forgotten. Now, one of the things you didn't see in this story that City read to you was along the bottom of every page, there was a margin. It was like a timeline. And the timeline showed uh, Mary and Joseph traveling along their way. So whatever's happening up here, down here, there's this timeline. And I'll just show you a little bit of that. You see, this is the way the pages were set up. And down at the bottom here, you would see where, in theory, Mary and Joseph were along their timeline. And what I loved about this is you see all the different characters in the Christmas story. And we obviously think of Mary and Joseph and the significance they had and others. But what's amazing is there is a timeline going on for each individual person. If this was going to be like accurate, there would have been millions of little timelines going on. Because God is aware of all of us. I love what uh, A.W. Tozer says, and this may sound a little deep to you, but I've been really uh, digesting this and uh, really mulling this around in my heart. He says, an infinite God can give all of himself to each of his children. He does not distribute himself that each may have a part, but to each one he gives all of himself as fully as if there were no others. And to me, that little margin along the bottom just shows that. God is fully involved in all those people's lives and more. 
and he doesn't give a piece of himself. He gives all of himself because he's infinite. He doesn't have to divvy his time up. He doesn't have to divvy his focus up. He is infinite, and he gives himself to all of us. So no matter where you're coming from, no matter what you're thinking, no matter what you do with that feeling of sometimes being left out or forgotten, hold on to the idea that you're not forgotten, that, that hope is here, and hope is here even for us who feel forgotten. That's the way the whole good news gospel story began with the telling of the shepherds, and it continues on to this day. Would you please pray with me? Gracious Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your love that you demonstrated in having your son come for us. We're thankful that he willingly gives his life so we can be right with you. That's hard to get our mind around why that would be, but our self-centeredness, our sin, as we call it, gets in the way of our relationship with you, and that's serious to you. It's serious to us. We live in uh, the light of a lot of sin and bad things happening by, by the source of other people. So, Lord, we see that in people's lives. We see it in our own life. So we thank you that your son came for us. And, Father, no matter how low or good we feel, we can always take uh, strength and encouragement in the fact that you started off telling the good news of your story to so-called lowly shepherds, marginalized people. And we want to hold on to that wherever we're at. We just thank you for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. At this time, we're going to be celebrating uh, by passing the light. Uh, Cindy mentioned that this is symbolic. Um, as a church family, as individuals, we can, in a sense, pass Jesus' light to other people by loving God and by loving others. So as, these, as it's passed along, again, be careful. Remember, the wax can get everywhere, so help us out with that. Um, we're going to light this candle and show how the light of Jesus can transform lives, beginning with our lives, and it can have an enlightening effect to the world around us.
Sing one more without the instruments. trust you'll have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year as you enjoy the light of Jesus in your own life and as you share it with somebody else and help their life see the light of Jesus. Go in peace and please extinguish your candles. And just a reminder, there are birthday cake mixes out in the comments. So if you would like to pick one of those up uh, so you can make a birthday cake for Jesus and celebrate that over the next few days, uh, please uh, do that. So. Enjoy the rest of your Christmas. Merry Christmas, and thanks for being here tonight.